Did you know that people hold seances every Halloween in an attempt to get in touch with Harry Houdini? Welcome to Tome Sweet Tome. Did you know that Harry Houdini died on my birthday? Yeah. He did. That's why they do them on Halloween. Yep. Harry Houdini. Apparently, in my 10 minutes of research, he was an avid debunker of psychics and people who claimed they had supernatural powers. He was. He was. And he was like crazy about it. Yeah. Because it pissed him off that people would claim that. So, but apparently when he was dying, he told his wife that he would come back and get in touch with her and he would give her some sort of like super secret squirrel coded message or whatever and so for 10 years after he died his wife held seances on Halloween to try and get in touch with him so despite the fact that he hated people who claimed to be psychic he was like I'm totally gonna come back and talk to you not (laughs) I'll talk I'll talk So people still try. Apparently there's an official Houdini seance in a different city every Halloween. Yo, can we go to a Harry Houdini freaking seance? Right? <laughs> Although that sounds like the start of a horror movie. I was gonna say, do you do you wanna do you wanna be a found footage? Because that's how you become a found footage. I think you should be found footage. Yeah. No. No thanks. Hard pass. <laughs> Speaking of They've made a, new, a movie for the, the Creepy Nun from The Conjuring 2. It comes out in early September. I'm you know so what? excited. You know, you know what? I am never watching that because did I ever tell you my Conjuring 2 story? We all sat down last year to watch a movie and I was like, hey, which one's the one with the really creepy nun? And they all just stared at me and pointed at the screen. And I went, well, shit. Ooh. Yeah, the creepy nun creeped me right the fuck out. I don't get scared at scary movies I've anymore. I've never seen any of the. So I'm really movies. excited. Oh, you God, should. I'm so they're jealous. actually really good. They're they're good. Yeah, but I like sleep. I might I might watch them. Yeah, well, at least you sleep with a yeti. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean if anything's coming at you, they got to go through Sam first. That's a that's point. true. Yeah. All right. So on topic. <laughs> When are we ever on We're topic? We're never on topic. Never, ever, ever. Um, so before we get on topic, it's been like three weeks since we've had an episode come out. Guys, we're sorry. <laughs> it, like, it was not intentional. Life was evil in never, June. Never, Life just happened real fast. Because then you'll have to do inventory at four in the morning for two days straight. And don't, like- don't have friends because then they get married and you have to fly across the country to be yeah. at the wedding. So, also don't you know like drive through four states in like eight hours? Yeah, yeah. all three unadvisable things, and all three are things that we did. Yep. So, um, better late than never. I mean, all good things to come come to those who wait, right? And this is just going to be a bomb episode. <clears throat> we hope. <laughs> Asterix. Yes. We hope. <laughs> insert face of apprehension right here um but insert this, why i'm drinking <laughs> uh three weeks on tome sweet tome we've read the last magician by lisa maxwell yeah and i get the feeling that neither of the two of you want to do the book summary do you want me to do the yes. book yes summary? please <laughs> okay so this is basically a time travel book uh where the main character esta 
is a uh, a magus, is what they're called, which is both the singular and the plural form of the word. And her affinity, as they call them in this, instead of powers, is with time. So she travels back to like the 1900s, the early 1900s, and in order to stop the magician from destroying this book that's supposed to be able to free everybody from this evil order who's trying to kill all the mages. And I think the whole thing takes place on Manhattan. I think so, yeah. And there's this magical cloud, essentially, surrounding the island called the Brink, where if you go through it, it rips your power out and you die. Um, Yeah, so it's a heist book, essentially. With magic. Yeah. It's kind of almost, and I hate saying, I actually, I enjoyed the book. It wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be, but I enjoyed it. But it's kind of like the Walmart brand Six of Crows. Oh, that's what Kylie and I were talking about the other Yeah. I literally sent Rachel a text, and I was like, can I just be reading Six of Mm -hmm. Crows right now? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, it had that vibe, but it was very, it didn't go as far into it as Six of Crows did. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Magic, creepy wall, ooh, stealing things, magic. Magic, magic, magic. I just, I had a lot more fun. Dodge, duck, dip, dive, dodge. (laughs) Would you have a lot more fun with I had I had a lot more fun with Six oh, of yeah. Crows. Like well, I yeah. I think I I think I sent Kaylee the text where I was just like I, or maybe maybe we talked about it on the phone where I just I honestly had to force myself to read until about part three and then I'm like oh I mean oh, okay we talked about this too like I yeah, yeah like I I wanted I really wanted to like it a lot more than I did and it wasn't bad it just was meh for me. Yeah, the the writing wasn't bad, and the story and the plot line weren't bad. It was just kind yeah. of... It wasn't I, what I wanted it to be, I guess. Right. I had problems reading it until I got to part two, and then you get more interaction with Esta and mm-hmm. Hart, and I was like, okay, like, if they can just interact a lot more, then I'll be okay. Um, but, yeah... I really, really wanted to really like this yeah, book. I wanted to love Maybe it. I went into it with expectations that were too high. Yeah, I wanted to love it, and it just, and, I did not love it. But as we're in the negative part of this, let's go to something positive. Forge, what was your favorite plot point? Um, I, I was really into the, into like the differences between the, school, the kind of like schools of magic where the mages are kind of more, you know, it's, it's more of a natural thing. Whereas with the order, it's like a, it's like a quote unquote, like science based magic. Like I thought that that was an interesting way to come at it. Um, so like the, I guess for me, like that would be like, I was really into the, into those kind of schools of magic. Yeah. Cause they talk about theurgy. Oh my God. Words theurgy and uh, alchemy mm-hmm. a lot with what the order does where it's like a forced magic versus the, old magic and is frequently called which is what you're born with right yeah and I, I liked I liked that there was I liked that kind of diff um the, those those kind of differences I thought that was interesting yeah it also kind of like it it twisted a little bit at the end like as it went on because then you realize that the people who started the order were actually mages who were trying to hide Mm-hmm. And then 
it turned into something like turned even worse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Turned yeah. into politics. Rachel, what about oh, you? My favorite plot point, like just in general, was just the brink. I and in how it kind of sucked the magic out of the mages. Just I loved that it showed how much their life force was like tied to this magic that they had. Like in some books that I've read, like people lose their magic and they're just like, oh, now I'm sad. No, like it legitimately kills you not to have this magic. Like it's part of you. Right, there's like, there's like actual consequences for it as opposed to just like, oh, well, that sucks. I have to use like a blender right. now. And just, I really enjoyed the fact that the brink is just this soul-sucking, horrible thing that just killed people. And it, like all the mages felt like weakened and like it was a bad thing when they got closer to it. And I just, I really enjoyed the idea of the brink and how crappy it was. Which that was the thing too. Like that was something else that you find out was it was a double edged mm-hmm. sword. Like it was used to, as a protection device and then it turned into yeah. a trap. Mm-hmm. And that's like, I liked that too with that, that it was like something you did that was supposed to be good and helpful turned against no. you. Almost. Cause that kind of shows like magic isn't as great as like everyone wants it to be like, yeah, it's part of them and everything, but it can also be this dark, scary thing that turns against you. Cause like, it's sort of like a living thing. Yes. How about you? Um, for me, I really liked, um, the time travel aspect. Mm-hmm. And I really liked that when she went back in time and changed something, it had consequences in the future. Yes. yes. Like, it wasn't just like, oh, well, it didn't do anything. Like, every time she goes back, she does something. And when she would go back to what she thought was her time, something mm-hmm. was different. Right. And, and that- I really liked that, that it was what you do in the past does have consequences. Yeah. Like, that. that is one thing that I, I, re- I really did appreciate. Um because it's like, I, have you guys, have you guys ever seen the, the <laughs> Trias of Horror episode of The Simpsons where, like, Homer tries to fix a toaster and it turns into, like, a little time machine no. thing? <coughs> it's, it, it does that, it actually does the same thing. Um, like, they act, that is actually, like, the whole thing is, like, the consequences. And anytime and I guess, like, because that episode was on when I was, I don't know, I was in, like, elementary school. Um, and that was, like, my dad and my thing. Um... So, like, I was hoping, like, going into this, um, that that the time travel aspect would have consequences. So, that was nice. And, like, especially, you know, like, as, as Esther's, like, watching, like, the newspaper clipping and, you know, trying to kind of figure out, like, which, like, what is directly affecting that, I thought was was cool as well. Yeah, yeah I really like, liked the uh, newspaper clipping part. Like, I was just like, oh, how is she changing this? I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I also really liked that she wasn't like insanely all powerful mm-hmm. like her normal affinity is just she can slow time mm-hmm. and move within the seconds as she calls it but she can't rifle through all the layers of time and actually time travel without Ishtar's mm-hmm. key 
Like, she needed the amplifier in order to do anything Mm -hmm. major. And I liked that a lot. I thought that was a really good check on her powers mm-hmm. when and even and even there you know the this idea that that these artifacts can't exist within the same time as themselves yes to kind of keep that in line as well yes i like that a lot um so i think that that's something like just in general like the the rule system for the the magus and their powers and all of that stuff. I think that was really well yeah. thought out. Yeah, the rule, the rules themselves were well done. Yeah, because that like, that could have gotten really old really fast. Yes, one I like too. Like when she goes back in time, people's affinities are much stronger to where you can feel almost an imprint of it kind of out in the air when they use their powers. Whereas what she's used to in present day is nobody's that strong. I like just, I like how she can just feel it all the time back Mm -hmm. where, when she goes back in time and it's just like, yes. Yes. (laughs) Every time someone used their magic and she would like mention she could feel it. I was like, "Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Forge, what about your least favorite plot point? I mean, the (laughs) The one, the one I really want to, I really want to jump on is like anything before part three because oh my god, let me die. Um, <laughs> but I can't, I can't say that because you'll call me on a cop out, which is fair. Um, I guess I could, I, I could do without, and this is petty, but like I could do without the whole idea of, um, like the whole I'm going to save you by forcing a kiss on you type thing. Like that just, I don't know. Like it popped up. It, the first time it popped up, I just, it, that's like the thing that stood out the most that just kept annoying me every time I thought about it. <laughs> yeah. It's a big trope. Yeah. I could like, have done without that. I might that. have skipped a lot We're the love interests. Let's make this super obvious by we're going to kiss because circumstances say we have to. Mm-hmm. I could have, like, and like I said, I, I, I know it's fairly petty, but, like, I just kept thinking about it, and I, it just annoys me, but, is it the most glaring thing? No, <laughs> it's just the one thing that keeps, like, standing out in my mind. It's just annoying. That's what it is. It's the little things. But, right. what about you, Rachel? To be completely honest, I wasn't feeling the romance side of this. Probably because I was too into like, oh, this is going to be a cool heist. I want to see the heist. I don't want to see any lovey-dovey crap. I just want to see some cool planning and some stealing and some taking down of the order. And while we did get some of that, I also got romance that I was just like, yeah, not feeling it at all. I, it felt like forced to me for some reason, like just they were just playing a whole game and then they just fell in love or in like or whatever I just I don't know I just it wasn't it wasn't for me this book and I wasn't a big fan of it see that's like it didn't bother me because I thought that their banter I was nice I did like their banter mm-hmm. I, just, I was just like eh. 
Like, and it didn't, it wasn't by the end of the book they were yeah, in love with each other. They just liked each other, but. Yeah. And so that was like, all right, that's, that's a good place for it to be in this book. Because if you'd done anything more, it wouldn't have. It would have felt like way more forced. forced. Yeah. Yeah. I just, Agreed. I think mine ties in with Kylie's because like the whole kissing the savvy thing like that drew them to each other and I'm still like meh. Yeah. <laughs> every, every time they were together like when there wasn't bantering I was just like meh. <laughs> I do I do like both characters I just want to throw it out there <laughs> yeah I feel you okay what's your least favorite as I as I cough <coughs> you'll have to turn that down so um so my least favorite actually happened to with a few of the characters and it was the older just like this so it kind of excuses when they do stupid Mm -hmm. shit um so like with esta it's her impulsiveness is made a very big deal and it's like like i liked her as a character don't get me wrong but it's whenever she made a misstep or she did something stupid even if it when you read it the action didn't read as impulsive it's later described as, well, she knew that her impulsiveness always got her in trouble. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you weren't impulsive. You just did something mm-hmm. stupid. Yep. Like, you thought it out and planned it. You had a reason you did it, which is kind of the opposite of impulsiveness. Impulsive, you just do something. You don't plan it out and then do it. Um, and the other one that I didn't like was with Nibs. <laughs> Because it was, like, his affinity just means he knows everything. Yeah. Um, and, like, you put a checks and balances system on Esta's power and what she could do, and Nibs's power didn't have anything like that built, like, she didn't build anything like that in. Yeah, like, there's, there's rules for everything and everybody else. Except Nibs. And when he doesn't know something, when he doesn't realize something, like, when he got punched... Or, like, shit like that. Or when Esta double-crosses him when he sends her back. There's no explanation for how he didn't know. Yeah. I feel like there was a lot of, like, no explanation throughout this entire book. Which, like, left me, like, asking, like, way more questions than I should have. Well, I mean, you you have to ask questions. It's a series. This wasn't a standalone. So she has to leave some things open. But... One of those were just like, not everything stupid that she did was because she was impulsive, and you made him omnipotent, except these two random places where he wasn't, and you, it's literally because it, the plot needed him to not know what yeah. was going on. Right. But unfortunately, his power is knowing everything that's going on. <laughs> so. Yeah. <laughs> Um, What were your thoughts on the plot as a whole, Forge? I didn't. I I, I know I keep saying I didn't give a shit until part three, but, like, I don't know. I I just, I felt like, I felt like it was was this, like, weird, I, I envisioned this as, like, a car that takes forever to get started, and then all of a sudden it's like, you know, oh, we're moving, but then, 
all of a sudden it just like surges forward. So it's like, it took forever and then it was fine. And then it was like, boom, 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 boom. Let me throw all of this out at you. Oh, there's a second book. <laughs> you know what I mean? Surprise. So like, pa like pacing for me could have been better overall, but I, I like, I like the idea behind it and like the story overall. I just, the pacing was not for me. Rachel, what about you? I think I might have to sneeze, so I apologize. But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'm I'm gonna start with Kylie on this one a bit. Uh, I liked it overall. It was a very interesting idea and a very interesting story. But I did have issues with the pacing because I did get bored with it every once in a while, more often than not, actually. And it was just. I was expecting more of, like, a giant heist story like Six of Crows, where there's the planning and huge chapters of going through to get to these places. And it felt like it just went really fast for me during part three. And I was like, okay, everything's happening at once. And we need to slow down. But I enjoyed it. I did enjoy it. How about you? So I agree that the pacing was off, but like pacing is a writing thing for me versus like a plot mm -hmm. thing, if that makes sense. Like your pacing is controlled by your writing versus what you've put into the plot. So her writing was definitely like, yeah, your pacing was weird. Because it wasn't just part three that sped by fast. There were parts in the rest of the book where things would go really quick when you kind of wanted to linger oh, yeah, on everything them. everything that, like, Esther did. And like, then... she just jumped through things. And I'm like, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Hey. And, uh... So, on the whole, I really liked the story, and I liked the idea behind it. Um, I just... Beyond the pacing, the plot relied really heavily on Jack Guru being stupid. Ooh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And... I don't know. It was just like a, a good story needs a good villain. And I feel like the order wasn't really a great villain because aside from dragging Lena to the brink, which we'll get to that later and setting some fires, they didn't really do anything. No, they just hung out at the Met. Yeah. Which honestly got I wish I could hoodwinked really easily, yeah. <laughs> which it's like these are, so this is supposed to be an order that is feared by Every mages in the city in... They're <laughs> Yeah. They're like the stormtroopers in Star Wars. Super terrifying, but they can't hit the broadside of a barn with a blaster. <laughs> um, so, yeah, like, I really... I didn't like that it relied so heavily on stupidity mm -hmm. of the villains and the mark in order for it to work. But other than that, I mean, I like the story and I like the idea... Yeah, it wasn't bad. I enjoyed I enjoyed the idea. It just I wanted it to I wanted to like it more than I yeah. did. Yeah, same. same. I'm still yeah. gonna I'm still gonna All read right. the second book because I wanna know what happened. <coughs> <coughs> wow. Are you dying? This whole coughing thing. I've been sick for like three yeah. weeks. It's been wonderful. Yeah. 
Um, so moving on to characters. I have a lot of feelings. Go for it. Like, can we start with Lena and how it's bullshit that she was fridged? Mm-hmm. Please. Mm-hmm. That poor yeah. woman. And not just that she was fridged. Like, she was literally just a tool mm-hmm. throughout most of the book. Dolph loves her. He loves her so much. She's the one that he couldn't be without. But all the shit that it comes out that he did to her. Mm-hmm. She deserved way more. I'm just... I'm the just... Book. I'm so done with fridging altogether, by the way. And ladies being the motivation for a dude's man pain. Even if they don't die... Like, the story would not have been any different had Dolph not used her for ritual mm-hmm. magic and had she not died. It would have been the exact same, except Dolph wouldn't be a little emo bitch. And that was something else that bought. That's another, like, thing that bothered me, too, is because it comes out Nibs was the one who told Dolph that Lena would be fine. Nibs was the one that told Dolph this about Lena, like this, 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 and this. And he never fucking connected the dots. Dolph is yeah. such that a something baby. was off. Like, Every character what? is such an idiot. Dolph had so much potential. I w- and he didn't live up to any to of it. Honest, I would have been super fine with it if he wasn't killed. Because then I'd be like, ooh, second book. They'll redeem himself. Maybe. Great. It'll be fine. No. Fucking nibs. I don't even care about him not redeem, like redeeming himself. Look at Kaz Brecker. There's no way in Six of Crows that Kaz is ever going to redeem well, like, himself. When I say, He's perfectly fine being this morally gray, yeah. I'll do anything to get what I yeah. want character, which is what Dolph could well, have like, been. When I say redeem himself, I'm like not like morally but I mean like redeem himself as like a better character like you know what I'm talking about like he's just not dumb yeah yeah and it's just like (laughs) he was he perfectly he had no problem and no regrets or anything with any of the stuff that he did and I'm not a saint I'm not a saint and yet you don't see him do anything bad in the book except in Hart's memories and that's it. Like, like you, you see him being super nice to like all the people he protects. Like, come on, right? Yeah, and like you always get like this threat of his mark and nothing. You know what I mean? Like it's it's like these little threats and mentions of stuff, and it ne- there's never like a fruition yeah. to it. Well, that part didn't bother me because that was explained. Well, no, I know well, right, 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 right. But I'm saying like in general, like you know. It was all, like, threats. Right. No, like, I... Right. But, like, everything with him was, like, threats or someone saying about something that he had done. Yeah. And, I mean, like, some of it made sense that he couldn't do it anymore because that was also never really kind of explained. Like, he had a power, but he didn't have... I keep calling it power. Affinity is the word used. He had an affinity, but he didn't have an affinity... So that was like, okay, some of the stuff that he did in the past he can't do anymore. But there's still other ways to be a dick. He just relied way too much on his affinity. And like, yeah, it makes sense. It is their life force and all of that and blah, blah, blah. But bro, you still alive and you still have a bit of it. So uh, 
shut up. Not only that, but he he had to have done things to get his hands dirty beyond using yeah. his power to rise to where he was. And you don't see him like, bro, mm-hmm. you got a cane, smack someone with that. Kaz Brecker would pour one out for what could have yeah. been. And then there's Tilly. This is the poor one out section. Uh, can we just... Uh, mm, Tilly. Honey. Yeah. She, it's no fair. She was in there for such a short amount of time, and she was so wonderful, and how dare you? That also pissed me off, because, like, the one lesbian character they mentioned in you the book... You mean the best character in the book? This is her love interest... Whether or not Tilly returns her feelings, you don't know. But it's possible. Whoops. She just so happens to be the one that dies. Yeah, I was so livid. Really? Like, honestly, how dare you? Really? Yeah. And then there was Dakari. Which wasn't really, like, I was sad about that one, but at the same time, it was kind of like, he wasn't in the book enough to be really attached yeah, to him. Yeah, I wasn't really attached, but I was like, hmm, this poor No, dude. but it still yeah. sucks. It did suck, yeah. You poor... Mm. And then, of course, there's Lena, which we've talked about her, but... I'm still yeah. sad over Lena and her potential. She wasn't a character. She was a yeah. plot device. Yep. Home. Find a happy place. So, yeah, we poured one out for all of them. Yeah. Um, yeah, and we've kind of talked about Jack Grew. Yeah. Absolute moron. He was a moron. Yeah. Bad. And... Esta and Hart. I loved Hart. I'm Dude, not gonna lie. That, that man yeah. was bomb. Like, I, mean, I liked him a lot. I mean, I think I think we've made it fairly clear that like that's the part of the book I actually yeah. cared about was like their banter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I like how it took Yeah, no, Hart Hart was definitely yeah, I my like favorite. How it took a while to like learn what his affinity was. So I was just like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I I just I think he was like the most thought out character. Which is probably why I loved him the most. Cause I Yeah, I'd say he and Esta were definitely like which obviously they're main yeah. characters, but But I just I really enjoyed Hart. Brothers. And Esta Esta when she wasn't being dumb. I was about. I had a really hard time remembering how old these characters were supposed to be. Did anyone else have that problem? Yeah. Yeah, like sometimes I thought they were like our age. And then I was like, oh, right, they're like 16, 17, 18. Yeah, the oldest character mentioned is Dolph, and he's in his mid-20s. Yeah. And Hart, I think it said, it was said that Esta's like 17 mm-hmm. or 18, and Hart's only a couple years older yeah. than her. And it's like... I really just want to be like, y'all are children. Y'all are 12 years old. Honey, <laughs> honey boo, it's all good. Yeah, it's just like... Mm. Yeah, I kept thinking they were older than they were. Yeah, same. me too. And I'm just, I feel better knowing that I wasn't alone. Oh, you definitely were not. No. But, 
I liked their yeah. banter, and I liked the potential for their relationship. Like, I'm the sucker that's like, all right, if there's going to be romance in the book, just, just fork mm-hmm. it over. That's I'm totally cool. I love to ship things. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> Now, so, now, now kiss because you want to, not yes, because. not because. And so, like, her little thing at the end where she freaked out because she didn't know he had a plan to save himself. I was like, all right, that's kind of cute. You should have just punched him in I the face instead of smacking yeah. at him. But, you know, it's okay. No. I did, like, they were, like, the best part of the book for me. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree with that. Didn't they be some moves? Rachel, tell me how you really feel. That's how I really feel. Okay. 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 So, Kylie already knows this. <laughs> I'm so angry. Okay. I'm so mad because Nibs is my favorite lost boy from all Peter Pan stories of all time. My boy. My baby. My sweet little bastard freaking lost boy. Funny you say Peter Pan because I got them. I got that movie in the mail today. Anyways, hey. continue. Well, so I was like, I was like, all right. There's this cute little boy named Nibs. I hope he's from Peter. Like he's he's based off of Peter Pan. And then he turned into this evil, vile, freaking human being. I was like, oh my god, I freaking hate you. I hate you so much. Why would you do this? How freaking dare you, Lisa Maxwell? And then I did some research, and it turns out that Lisa Maxwell wrote a book based on Peter Pan. Which, Caught yeah, which made me even more angrier because how dare you do this to my boy Nibs? Rachel was not happy. <laughs> so, I Clearly, was so angry. I was like, because oh. we all know I love Peter Pan. You need to take yeah, a lap. I, I just I need to take like a breather, just walk around my house for a second, cue up some Zen music. <laughs> but yeah, and then he they reveal that oh he's this old ass dude that taught freaking esta everything and he is a little she mastermind like really really freaking really <laughs> and honestly i figured out he was the old dude after they he said his name was newsy lorkin and i was like that's real close to that professor lachlan dude's name i was like i bet you it's gonna happen and it did and i was like i hate my life I didn't even do the, it didn't even take me the name thing. Like, the the physical description was similar enough. I didn't even pay attention. I was that like, I was like, <laughs> it's like, all right, clearly he, some shady shit is yeah, going on. Yeah, and down. then he's just a shady ass bitch. And I was like, how dare you? He was so cute. I was so excited for this dude. And then you turned him. But yeah, that's how I feel about Nibs Lorkin. <laughs> yeah. I've been waiting all episode to talk about this. <laughs> do you feel yes, better? Yes, yes, I do. I'm very okay. glad. It seems just, like a lot talk, to just keep. Just talk a, it out. Talk it to out. Keep inside. <laughs> it was a lot of feelings. And Kylie <laughs> only got a little bit of it yesterday, or the other day, or whatever. But anyway, how about you guys? How do you guys feel about this? Um, so we've already touched on the fact that it was kind of really obvious that he was the bad guy from the start. 
Um, or at least he was up to some really shady mm-hmm. shit from the start. I don't know. Like, you guys know me. Podcast resident mm-hmm. villain. I love villains. Mm-hmm. And this book had a few to pick from, and not a single freaking one of them was villainy enough. Yeah. Yeah. And it just made me really sad. And Nibs was the one that came closest to it. And really, he was just... An asshole? A selfish yes. jackass. Yeah. I was like, you're the Diet Coke of villains. <laughs> one calorie, not villain enough. When that's... And I mean... And it's frustrating, too, because, I mean, it's like it's like we've already talked about. It. I mean, you know, the order is, you know, you've you've got stormtroopers and then you've got a character who overall is honestly pretty. I see all like, I can think of as like, you know, the D&D description of like the characters broken just in, <laughs> just in terms of being like way too there overpowered, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, so it's like, so it's like, like, great. So like, I've got, you know, like a big, God, I'm really flying my nerd flag tonight. You know, I've either got a broken magic card or I've got stormtroopers. Like, and I mean, it's like, what kills me is that she should have built in a weakness to his power and we should have figured, like, we should have been given a clue, at least a little bit of a clue as to what it was. You know, if it was like. He could see anything for someone else, but when it came to something that he was involved in, he couldn't see it. Or he couldn't see the connections or the possibilities. Like, okay, that would explain why he couldn't... He didn't see the possibility of heart punching him. He didn't see the possibility of Esta double-crossing him once they were back. And, mm-hmm. you know, like, okay, give me a logical reason, and I'm It better and I'm be good. explained in the second book or I'm giving up. Right. And, like, speaking of this, the book and the second book, I really liked the fact that, like, he touched it and, it, like, the power. Heart is now the book. He yeah. got the power! <laughs> Boom! <laughs> but I liked that. Like, I hope I it know. goes a little crazy. Touch nothing but the lamp. <laughs> like, that's what it made me think of. But yeah, I hope he goes, yeah. like, a little crazy in the I, second book since he has to hear all those voices. Well, I mean, I don't even think... I think, like, the... It's not... It's going to drive him crazy. It's going to rip him yeah. apart, I think, is where they're going with it because it's already been mentioned that it, it's chipping away mm-hmm. at him. I like the race against time thing, but I also like heist books. And this one just didn't quite go as far as it needed yeah. to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and then there's the plot device that Esta is Dolph's daughter. Can we? Do- <laughs> <laughs> Rachel just, has thoughts. Go just, for it. That made me so angry because, like, it was just like, oh yeah, and this happened. This, this, you were Lena and Dolph's daughter. Surprise! No one knew you existed. I threw you into the future and then looked for you. Like, Jesus Christ, Nibs, you piece of and, garbage. Like, and also, wh- what? Why couldn't you just be a human? A normal freaking human? Not related to Dolphin Lena. Well, and... Okay, so... Sarah J. Moss's books have problems. Yes. We all know this. 
They're not perfect by any means. But one of the things that she does really well is she plants the seeds in the beginning of the book or in, obviously, you can't plant them in previous books because this was the first one in the series. But she plants mm-hmm. the seeds. Right. So that when something like that pops up, you can you go can, back and you can yeah. find the clues that it was yeah. a thing. And you're like, wow, I'm an idiot for not seeing that. But this was, this was like, and this is kind of what I meant earlier when I was talking about, like, you know, just kind of dumping things. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it was like. Only, like, literally the only, like, I guess you could say that she gave an idea of it because Dolph was soft on her. And Aww. she kind of looked like Lena. But that's stretching it. Yeah, that that's a stretch. I mean, like, a lot of people look like a lot of people. Like, I feel right? like. So it's like, you, those weren't clues. Those were just. I mean, like Kaylee's Kaylee's own mom had like a moment the first time yeah. she met me. Like, <laughs> I just yeah. I feel like she relied too much on like heavily explaining what these characters looked like in hopes that we would catch on to something. But like, I just, I just woo brown hair, eyes. Yeah, I have brown hair, dark eyes. I'm not related to Dolph. Are you she sure? She didn't even have dark sure? eyes. Oh, she had honey, honey colored, colored eyes, eyes right. or tawny eyes, or whiskey colored yeah, eyes. Yeah, but like, <laughs> like I like snowflake I like, eyes. I like honey she, whiskey. But she didn't like. Well, then you would like her eyes. <laughs> she didn't like focus on like a trait that like Dolph and her shared, or her Alina shared. Where I was just like, oh, okay, what? After she didn't even have one of their powers. I know turned up to 11 like if if lena had also been someone who could manipulate time but her affinity wasn't anywhere near as strong Mm -hmm. as Esther's, it would be like huh and you could be like the the only other magus that's ever that i've ever known to have an affinity with time was lena and then you could be like hmm hmm but no she just nullified other magus affinities So I know it sounds like I hated this book. <laughs> we enjoyed it. We did enjoy it. I mean, you know, the usual. We didn't love it. We didn't hate it. It was all right. Yeah, I I wanted to like it a lot more than I yeah. did. Yeah, I think that was part of it. Like, I went into this with really high expectations. And <laughs> that usually is a book killer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was hyped for it. And, it and I, I hate, <laughs> I, I, I hate saying that, you know, I feel like I need to start lowering expectations. We need to start lowering our expectations. Because we get hyped for things and then I we're mean, just like, I mean, it's not even that. It's just like, when we go into a book with high expectations and we really like it. Yeah. That's one thing. But when you go into a book with high expectations and you're like, this was middle of the road. It's like going to the Olympics and expecting to win gold and then getting the silver instead. Yeah. Like, hey, you still like, you know, you still did it. You just didn't win. You're the Diet Coke of Olympians. (laughs) (laughs) Not that any Olympian is Diet Coke because they're all badasses, but. You yeah, they work I mean. way cooler than me. Yeah. And I am pretty cool. 
All right. So the fun part of the evening has yes. come. The rating. Forge. I'd give it a solid three. Solid Rachel. three. Hey, look. That's three threes. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. That it's a three out of three. And for once... We don't have it to do math. Yeah. It's going to be a three on Goodreads, too. Which, by the way, is super behind. Oh, yeah, we got to get on that. I super we'll, apologize. We'll get there. Yeah. It's summer. We'll get there. Yeah. Um, if I could just toggle between my personal Goodreads and the podcast Goodreads, it would Goodreads. be so much easier. Goodreads. We have opinions. Yeah. <laughs> well, they won't even give us half stars. If you think they're going to let us toggle between accounts, <laughs> what a pipe dream. Lol. <laughs> kidding goodreads i love, love you goodreads. a lot but really half stars and toggling okay um nick cage corner is the what's up next card. which is <laughs> so i feel I like at that part we have to, to play low right here we're all talking thing. at the same time and i have no idea what's happening it happens every time you're on a conference call for work too everybody talks at once yes you know have you guys seen gone in 60 yes. seconds no the nicholas cage mm-hmm. version before they go out and start boosting cars, they play yeah, Lowrider. Yes, yes. And he does that, like, finger wiggle <laughs> thing. I feel like we need to play Lowrider when we get to I Nick Cage Corner. I have seen that so long. I need to rewatch that. I remember that. I love oh, that movie. So I do. I'm not, like, I honestly enjoy Nicolas Cage as an yeah. actor. And Angelina Jolie's, like, so. huge blonde braids. That was a look. Yeah. That was a look. That one well, guy. I can't remember the actor's name. Now I have to do some Googles. You do. It's a remake of an old mm-hmm. movie. I don't, I've never seen the original, but I've seen the Nick Cage version. I like it a lot. Um, yeah, that so, is a look. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yep. Wow. Mm-hmm. So, Nick Cage Corner... We here at Tome Sweet Tomes would like to wish Nicolas Cage and Angelina Jolie and the entire cast have gone in 60 seconds. Including you, Giovanni uh, Why not? Because I love you. Yes. An international, a happy international town crier day. <laughs> I didn't know this was a holiday. Like, is Paul Revere their mascot? I hope so. I'm really sad that the British are coming. The British are coming. Really sad that we don't still have town cries. Like, that, that could it be would fun. Be so much fun. Can you have fake news? <laughs> Staying away from that. We're not getting <laughs> political here. We're not getting political. We're not, I promise. Um, but yeah, so we really hope that if you're in a place that happens to have a town crier, Please, please tell us about it, because I want to know all about life with a town crier. Which, I feel like the modern-day town criers could be those people that yell religious things at you when you walk down the street. Ooh, I hate those. Never yeah, mind, we never we mind, don't, don't tell me about it. No. So. So what are we doing next, guys? <laughs> so next, your homework is to read Dread Nation by Justina yeah. I'm so excited! I'm very it's excited be... for this book. Awesome. I hope. The cover looks badass. The premise mm-hmm. is badass. I'm so effing excited, guys. I've never read a Justina Ireland book, but I've heard good yes. things. I'm excited. 
I'm, I'm trying not to get my hopes yes. up, though. Nah, my hopes are already yeah, up. I know. Mine, yep, mine no, are me too. too. I am, too. I am really excited. so excited. Yeah. So, so excited. So, grab a copy from your nearest bookstore, Half Price Books, your local library, Amazon, wherever you prefer to get your literature and read along with us for the next two weeks. And uh, we will have an on-time episode yeah. for you. Because we got to cram our second July book into a week, so we can't afford to be late. We got this. We got Universe, you. Universe, I'm looking at you. We, we still got this. We yeah. totally do. It's fine. Um, but yeah, so in the meantime, dear readers, happy reading. Bye. Bye. Also, because we totally skipped it, hit oh. us up on Instagram and Twitter and Tumblr and Goodreads and Facebook and email us at Tomsweet Tums. Bye. <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha